Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Ask a Catholic Dude. Name is Nick. Thanks for tuning in, and I am that Catholic dude. Here to take any of your questions or comments, concerns on anything having to do with the Catholic faith, scripture, tradition, magisterium, what have you, feel free to call in uh, at any time. Um, so today it's kind of a, uh, you know, the first weekday since, you know, that, that big news broke yesterday uh, over the weekend regarding um, the racist attacks in Charlottesville. And it's just it's just horrible to see, and you know already, uh, you know several of the bishops in uh, the United States are you know denouncing the attacks, um, as they rightfully should, because it's just horrent to to see what happened there. And um, I, I wanted to uh, kind of tie that in with you know the the calendar of the church today. We we celebrate a special feast day today, and I think it. Um, it can put things in perspective for us, and we can call upon this man as an intercessor as we pray for an end to any violence like this and any racism like this. Um, today is the feast of St. Maximilian Kolbe, um, K-O-L-B-E, St. Maximilian Kolbe. Um, Catholics are probably, you know, probably know a little bit about him. He was canonized in 1981, but for those that aren't familiar with this awesome saint, um, he's famous for being, he's a Catholic, he was a Catholic priest, and he's famous for volunteering in the concentration camps in Auschwitz to have his life taken in the place of another prisoner. Um, this happened in 1941, uh, you know, at the height of um, Nazi Germany's just despicable despicable actions that were being, being carried out there in the concentration camps and I, I think that this should serve as an example that you know all people are made in the image of God and, and I'm hearing all the horrible things that these white supremacists and neo-nazis are saying about you know the people that were or the person that was killed and the people that were injured in that attack uh, on Saturday and it, it was just disgusting it was just disgusting what happened and this man, St. Maximilian Kolbe, who we commemorate today, stood up against the Nazis. He stood up against the Nazis, and he was there to ensure that all people came to know our Lord Jesus Christ, especially uh, through the help of his mother Mary. Um, St. Maximilian Kolbe was a great missionary. He uh, he had a uh, a great mission to uh, Japan. Uh, he went to Nagasaki and a few other cities and converted many people to the Catholic Christian faith. Uh, he also went to India um, <clears throat> before uh, coming back to Europe uh, where he, he died in Germany. Um, he, he was famous also for his love of uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary. And I, I just want to read a little bit of you know what he wrote. Uh, regarding her and regarding her son. Um, and we'll do that in the next segment. So St. Maximilian had a, as I said, a, a really big devotion to our, our Mother Mary, uh, especially to her Immaculate Heart. Uh, who he often referred to as the Immaculata, um, as she was as uh, Christians from the uh, Apostolic Age and onward believed 
that she was sinless and as time went on as doctrine developed um it was revealed that um our blessed mother uh was never um in a state of original sin that um our lord jesus had uh preemptively uh had his death on the cross the redemption apply to her uh before he did it because as we know jesus is god and is outside of time uh for everybody so he was able to apply those merits to her uh much in the same way that today uh during the mass uh we are able to have that same sacrifice at calvary be be represented on our altars um even though it's it's the same sacrifice that happened two thousand years ago um so in that way jesus was able to preserve his mother from all sin um and I think this is why St. Maximilian really wanted all of humanity, all all Christians uh, that are baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to have a devotion to Our Lady. Um, because while Jesus is the the perfect model for us to, to model our lives off of, um, he is God. He, he has our nature, but he still has his divine nature as well. Mary was sinless but was completely human um so she is the best example on our level you know god is like you know god god is of course on his own level mary is just you know in in no uncertain terms you know a lowly human but she is the greatest example of humanity so that is why we want to follow in her her example so in, in 1920 i want to read a little bit of what father uh uh saint uh, Maximilian wrote. Um, he made what he called a a rule of life. Um, it was this is kind of an insight to his inner life, um, and in it he wanted to express what you know what he wanted to be done in his spiritual life. So what he titled it is this, and there's about ten points here. He called it the rule of life to be read each month. He would remind himself of this each month. So here we go. Number one, I must be a saint. And a great saint. Number two, for the glory of God, I must save myself and all souls, present and future, through the medium of the Immaculate. Number three, to flee a priori, not only mortal sin, but also deliberate venial sin. Number four, not to permit a that evil go without reparation and without being destroyed. B that good fail to bear fruit and increase. Number five. Let your rule be obedience, the will of God through the Immaculate Mary. I am nothing but her instrument. Number six, think of what you are doing. Do not worry about the test, whether it be evil or good. Seven, keep order and order will keep you. Number eight, peaceful and kind action. Number nine, preparation, action, results. And number ten, Remember that you are the exclusive, unconditioned, irrevocable property of the Immaculate Mary. As much as you are, as much as you have and can have, all thoughts, words, actions, and inclinations, good and indifferent, are her absolute property. May she and not you do with everything as she wills. In like manner, all your intentions are hers. May she dispose of them, make and correct them, because she cannot make a mistake. You are an instrument in her hands. You must do, therefore, only what she wills. Obtain all things from her hands. Have recourse to her as the child to its mother. Trust in her. Be solicitous for her, for her glory and for what pertains to her. 
you must admit that nothing is your own, but rather that all has been given by her. All the results of your labor depend upon your union with her, as she is the instrument of divine mercy. My life, in every one of its moments, my death, where, when, and how, my eternity, all is thine, O Virgin Immaculate. Do with me as you desire. All is possible to me in him who is my comfort through the Immaculata. The interior life, first, is it is, my, it is entirely for my own sanctification, and then likewise for the sanctification of others. For St. Maximilian, Mary was the perfect example of someone who did God's will no matter what, and this is what caused him to sacrifice his life for a fellow prisoner. So for those of you, in closing, that, that aren't familiar with the story of how uh, St. Maximilian became a saint, how he became proclaimed a martyr, actually, uh, th this is what happened when he was in Auschwitz. Uh, this is, uh, I'm going to read this little selection from uh, a book called St. Maximilian Kolbe, Night of the Maculata by uh, Father Jeremiah J. Smith. Um, and he had compiled this through various sources. Um, and so this, is, this, is, this shows the love that uh, St. Maximilian had for his fellow man. It didn't matter if they were Jewish. It didn't matter if they were black. It didn't matter if they were Japanese. He loved everybody just the same way that Jesus loved us all. And what we saw happen in Charlottesville, all these people that, like I said, are neo-Nazis or alt-right members, whatever, some of them even proclaim to be Christian. They didn't have that Christian love that St. Maximilian did. And this, this I want to show you right, guys, this is, this is true love. Because remember, that's what it says in the Gospels. True love knows nothing you know knows nothing greater than this somebody who lays down their life for their friend and this is what saint maximilian did um so th this is this is where uh you know in, in the camps and 10 people were about to be chosen to be killed so th this this is what happened this is this is what happened so the general the nazi general began to select the 10. it was a heartless business yet to him it was as simple as picking apples out of a basket he viewed the first row one after the other he selected almost at random and ordered the condemned to step forward. The commandments, the command, the commandant's assistant wrote down the number of each victim. The general continued the process until ten men had stopped had stepped forward. Father Maximilian was not among the group. Suddenly, one of the victims began to sob in broken words, "My poor wife and my children! I shall never see them again." The condemned were then ordered to remove their shoes. The young man still wept for his wife and children. A horrible fate to be condemned to slow death by starvation and thirst. Another command was given, left face. When the men turned, they could see the place of their death, block 13. They were ready to march when suddenly a figure stepped forward from the ranks of block 14. Stooped and worn, he walked directly to the commandant, stopping just in front of him. The general had never seen anything so boldly done since he was there. He quickly put his hand on his gun, prepared to meet an attack by a frail, exhausted prisoner. Almost frightened, he commanded, stop, and then snarled. What does this Polish pig want? The prisoner halted. It was little Father Maximilian. Calmly, with a rapturous smile lighting up his eyes, he looked into the face of Fritz. Then, very softly, so softly, that only those standing close by could hear, he said, I want to die in place of that father of a family. I beg you to accept the offer, of, the offer of my life. The general was dumbfounded. All he could stammer was, And why? The reply was prompt and simply put. 
because I am old and useless. My life is not worth anything, while he has a wife and family. As one author has noted, Father Maximilian thus offered Fritsch a Nazi-type reason to change his mind and yet save face. The general was up against something new. It was obvious that he had lost command of the situation. He asked, Who are you? His eyes cast down, the Franciscan solemnly answered, A Catholic priest. There was a moment of silence. Father Maximilian waited. The general did not speak, but simply motioned with his hand, signifying that he accepted the, off the offer. Father Maximilian stepped up to the ranks of the condemned. The assistant coldly jotted down his number, 16670, and then he erased the number of the father of the family, who was told to step back. Another order was given, March! And the condemned man, and the condemned men, a priest now among their number, proceeded to the place where they would die. And so it was only, you know, only a short time later that uh, St. Maximilian was killed, um, and it took forever for him to starve, so they eventually, eventually gave him a lethal injection so that he would die. Um, and he gave a, a beautiful witness, a beautiful witness of what it means to show shoot Christian love. Um, and he did that because of his love for Jesus and because he saw the example given by our, uh, our Blessed Virgin Mary, um, our mother. And our love for her and for our Lord is what caused him to make that selfless act of love. Um, and it was great because that man went on to live and support his family and he was even in attendance for St. Maximilian's canonization in 1981. Um, it just, it's a beautiful story to contrast the evil that happened in Charlottesville um, and I really hope that you guys can find a powerful intercessor in St. Maximilian Colby. So until next time guys, take it easy. Feel free to call in at any time here on Ask a Catholic Dude.